But what's up, everybody? Hope you didn't miss us too much, but we're glad to be back today. Just like any other day, we got a very special guest with us, Mr. Eddie G. Thank you for coming today. Oh, thank you for the invite, guys. Thank you for the invite. Of course. And um, first of all, I'd like to ask, is everything okay with you as of recent? How's your life been recently? We know you're a busy man. My life is great, man. You know, you just got to take every day, you know, and, and just treat, treat every day as a lesson, you know? Definitely. Whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, you know, if it's a good thing, then, you know, your, your life is doing good. If it's a bad thing, then you got to learn from it. Doesn't mean that does doesn't mean that your life stops when, when something bad happens. You just gotta move on, you know, to the next thing and right and learn from the mistakes. Right. I feel like that's been a big thing for me lately. You know, growing up, kind of living by myself. Um, just going through stuff every day. And this may be off topic, but it it moved me what you said because the biggest thing is learning to just keep going. You know, in your process, do you feel like that was the biggest thing you had to accept or what would you say is the biggest thing you had to accept to get where you are today? The biggest thing that I had to accept is that nobody's going to do it for you besides yourself. Right. See, we fall into the trap always thinking that, that the world owes us something. The world don't owe you shit. At all. You, gotta, you owe yourself the responsibility of chasing your dreams if you have one. And if you have a dream, it's your job to identify how to reach it. Yeah. And then once you learn how to reach it, then it's your job to go after it. Right. The problem is everybody wants the dream. Everybody wants the, the glamour. Everybody wants the, the sparkles. Yeah. But nobody's willing to put in the work. So the problem here is that uh, there's a lot of wishers. There's no doers. Yeah. And the, the, everything starts there. Yeah, of course. It's all about action. And I like how you answered that with no hesitation, really. Um, do you feel, well, what do you feel exactly? Because I know you've done a lot of things. We can go and talk about every single thing one by one. Oh, you need 20 shows at least. Right. <laughs> so I would ask you, in all of this, what was your main goal or dream? Honestly, I really want to start from the beginning because I watched your interviews or whatever. But I want to start like, 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 tell us, like, I know you were born in Brooklyn. Yeah. But you were raised in Queens. Yep. From a single mother. Yep. So like, what were you like? Like you were, what's nine-year-old Eddie G like? Nine-year-old Eddie G is, uh, it's just a kid, you know, living in the projects. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I had, you know, my, my mom, you know, low income, welfare. No different than, you know, many of our, many parents in, in our own city, you know. Right. But um, I was always very passionate about music. I've always wanted to be a DJ. So I used to sneak into my uncle's room. Wait, where did the passion for music come from? My uncle, my uncle, my uncle had a DJ equipment at his house. He had the the, the twelve hundred turntables with the vinyls and all that stuff. So every time he would go clubbing, I would sneak in his room. Remember how he left everything, yeah. play with the equipment, and then right before I knew he would come home, I would just leave everything the way it was, and he wouldn't even know. Put so, it back. <laughs> so then he got married. Obviously, he he drifted away from the DJ idea, and I then my other uncle kept the equipment. And I used to now go in there, practice, because now he was much younger than my other uncle. And, you know, he gave me the opportunity to practice. I loved it. And then I started doing uh, parties. But I bought my equipment when I was 13 years old with the money that I made selling empanadas in the corner. Right. And while all my friends were selling drugs, 
or doing the wrong shit in the corner. I was in the corner selling empanadas. What kept you so grounded not to be one of them? Yeah, I was going to ask, do you think that was hard for you? Nah, not- because, you know, I, I, I also saw how many of them ended, you know, we would be in a corner and you get raided by the police department and next thing yeah. you know, you know, two of your friends, you're seeing them walk away in handcuffs, you know? Yeah, and then and, that, that's when and, you sigh. And like- I, it's like, okay, well, what money is good money? Mm-hmm. Is, is a lot of money good money? No. A lot of money is not, never going to be a lot of good money because if that money puts you in jail at one point or could put you in jail, then it's not even worth it. Yeah. And, I, and at the end of the day, it's not, about, it's not about making money today. It's about being consistent. Right. And let's be realistic. Who's consistent being a drug dealer? Not many. Not, yeah. You know, whoever, whoever was smart got out and whoever wasn't stayed in. The average, the average person doesn't know what it is to get out because how do you stop making real money and all of a sudden just give it up? Right. You don't. You know, so that's why a lot of people fall into the, into, the, into the same circle over and over. And it happens, you know, with families. You see fathers who were in the business and now the kids, they don't know any better because they got spoiled as they were, as they were growing up because their, their dad had everything because, the, you know, they were making easy money. Yeah. So now the now the kids want to do the same thing, and it's a cycle. Yeah. I don't want to live that cycle. I, I have kids. I I don't want my kids to to be, you know, in, involved in drugs or yeah. dealing drugs. That's, that's not, great. No, nah, that's not that's not what I want. You know, if I anything, feel- I want to teach drug dealers how to make money the legit way. Yeah. Like you don't have to be stupid and and fucking sell drugs to make good money. You could do the right thing and make good money. Right. And I you feel know? like and, and that's it. Especially today, it's such an important thing to. Know what it's like to not have because everybody, everything is in our face nowadays. You well, know? you have to understand also everybody's living a lie. Yeah. And the, tra- the, the reality is that you look at social media and the average person is, is showing things that they don't have or they have no access to. But they want to sh- they want to make the world believe that they that they're legit, that, you know, that they're they're on top of the world. And that's all. Listen, at the end of the day, man, it comes down to this. Can you help people out? Can you help yourself out? And can you keep yourself solid and not and not involved in stupid shit? Right. Anything that surrounds me, in, and if their minds are not in the right place, I don't want those people around me. Yeah. You know, I, I prefer to be by myself. On the average, I'm by myself. I don't like hanging out with anybody because the chances are we're not at the same level, man. Right. You know, if, if your mind is all about, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that, that doesn't fit my, my, my goals and my dreams, um, I cut people off. Yeah, I just, I just stick to myself, and that's it. Do you right. think you've always been like that? Of course, always been like that. I, I I surround myself with people who have something to add, not subtract. Wow, that's a bar right there, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you got one? Yeah, I was gonna talk about how you said like you would DJ parties, right? Can you talk more about the parties? About how like you would make money at the party more than an actual DJ? Well. Let's first start with this. Okay. I'm yeah. dyslexic. Everything I was about worked, to talk about that. Yeah. Everything works against me when it was uh, I was in special ed. So when I went to high school, they didn't have my programs. Ooh, wow. They had it in junior high school. They didn't have it in high school. So I went. I got very discouraged when I went to high school. Mm-hmm. Then I started doing hooky parties. I was charging admission in my hooky party. So, you know, I was making money. What teacher was telling me I was never going to be something because you're never in school, this and that. Yeah, I was never, I was never going to be something that they could imagine. Right. Because my, I was doing everything. I was doing everything you're not supposed to do, but I was turning into something you should do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was making money, cutting class. And then there are teachers that are making fifty, sixty k. Nothing wrong with that. No. Listen, there's nothing wrong with the money. Yeah. That, listen, uh, people, people measure life by income. I think people need to measure life by happiness. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because I know, I know, I know a lot of, I know a lot of rich, poor people. 
Yes. Rich financially, poor in spirit. They don't they don't have a personality. They they talk to people the wrong way. Listen, when I walk into my businesses from the person that's at the door to the kitchen to my bathroom attendant, I shake everybody's hand. Because to me, should, we're man. all we're all human, man. We're all listen, that one person, God forbid you might be one day you might need a, a, a heart transplant or you might need something, right? Somebody else is gonna give you life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Then why the fuck makes you think that you're better than anybody? Right. Because you got a dollar more than somebody else. That doesn't make you a better person. What makes you a better person is who you are when you, when you have the money. Yeah. And what do you do with it? And, and how do you help out others? And how do you expand as a human being? Exactly. That's real, that's real goals. That's rich. Yeah. I don't want to be financially rich and poor in heart. That's not going to be me. Fuck that. Right. Nah. It's funny that you say this. I just met a... I was at the gym the other day, and I just met a guy who came up to me in kind of secrecy, like whispering to me that thought I was a nice kid he told me he was a multimillionaire, and his advice to me was to do what you love and the reward in life is going to be the payment it comes afterward you don't have to worry about the payment first the problem is that the average person gets sidetracked by today's money and they don't plan on tomorrow's money right and today's money is not the answer yeah you're you're expecting to get rewarded for something you haven't done right it takes time listen is we're having this interview today Dude, I started this shit 27 years ago. Right. I'm probably older. I probably started this before you guys even were a thought in your in your parents' life. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, start with that. Is you know, it's 27 years. All that, everything you're gonna ask me comes 27 years. Yeah. Everybody, but there's people that that they might get lucky with one or two things, and they want to become me today. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, it takes time to get to that. You know, it's, you have to learn the business. You have to understand how everything moves how everything works yeah and and when you do that then then you do you make right choices right i, I stay away from listen me personally if you're not in my level if you're not thinking in the right direction and i don't mean my level financially i'm not expecting people mentally to to, to be like that i want people mentally to be at a level that mm-hmm. you could tell listen i could invest with this person because this person has a lot to offer understanding you know? yeah exactly mm-hmm. i have my my biggest success has been Working with people that work within my company versus bringing investors in. I don't like to work with investors. Right. The average person that has money, they don't understand the business. And now you want to bring them as a partner. Mm. And now they want, you're going to let them tell you how to run a business? Nah. Stay away from me. Yeah. I prefer to do this shit by myself or with the right people. Right. Or no way at all. Yeah. No way at all. Did you have anyone, like, mentor-wise? Oh, yeah. There's one person that changed my life. My life. His name is Arnie. And if it wasn't for him, I don't think we would be would even be here. Right How now. did you meet really? Arnie? Uh, through a realtor. Actually, I was buying the license that he used to own, and you know, but I was too young. So you know, we, we worked H- out. How old is too young? I was eighteen. Okay. Wow. I was eighteen. I opened my first club when I was eighteen. Oh, okay. That's a so, bar right there. Yeah, we're so, talk about that. <laughs> so when I did it, um, you know, it, it was his license. So, you know, we made a deal. We worked together, and, and we, he became my business partner. But sitting down with him every, every Monday when we would sit down and square off the numbers from the weekend, it was like going to college. Right. Like, I would sit down next to him. I would go to him to all the businesses so he could do the books for, like, for the week, you know? Mm-hmm. And I would be with him on Mondays for, like, six, seven hours. And those seven hours, it's like, it was like going to the most intense business school that Class. you could ever go to. Yeah. Yeah, no, that shit was, un- but you know, listen, that guy changed my life. Yeah. And the way I speak today, though, how I do business, you know, how my business, you know, model is, is all because of the way, uh, what I learned from from Arnie. You know, Arnie was, 
you know, well, st still is because he's alive. And, you know, he's, he's, my, he's like a father figure to me. That's but beautiful, man. That, that's it. Like, this, is, this was the guy. Yeah. So, and, and that's, he became, he made me who I became, who I am today. And, and that's why I also passed down so many opportunities. Right. And I have won with those opportunities because not only I'm giving another person opportunity, but now I have to work less. Yes. And I can still make money. And I, can, and I make less while I'm still giving an opportunity to somebody else. And now that person is now reaching a goal that they would have never accomplished because the opportunity would have never been given to them. Right. But I gave it to them. And now, look, now everybody's growing. Yeah, of course. You got to build your bridges and keep them built. Instead of well, burning. you got to understand, you know, we, you know I, I, I learned from, I, you know, I, I take things from many people. Like I, like I admire a lot, like the Jewish community. You know, they work together. They stick together. They right. invest together. And that's why they own towns. They own cities. Mm -hmm. Half of New York is owned by Jewish. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Because they know how to invest. They, and it's not about, you know, they, they, if, you know, if you want to open up a business, they'll get, you know, 20 people, raise the money, lend it to you at a, at a cheap rate. And then you pay them back. And now actually, you got a business now. You pay everybody back and everybody's happy. Right. Why is that wrong? That's a great business model. Yeah. So, yeah, I run with that. That's, what, that's how I work. Yeah. And uh, back to how you said you had your first club at 18. Yes. You need to answer that? Okay. I opened but, my first club. It was called Palo Rumberos. I wanted, I wanted to really ask, were you ever, like, held back by the fact that you were young mentally? Like, oh, man, what am I doing? I'm 18. With well, my family helped me out. My family played a big role. Now, remember, there's, there's, there is somebody who mentored me, mm -hmm. but then there was also my family who supported me. Right. That That's was big. Very, that was very important because... My grandmother was there. My mom was there. My aunt was there. Wow. You know, my sister was there. We were all there working and, and, and making this thing happen. Five years later, I lost the lease, and that's when I was forced to move across the street. And that was the best thing that ever happened to me. As, wow. As, as much as it was a tragedy at the moment. I was going to say, can you talk about how, like, you even got to Elizabeth? Because you're from Queens. I'm from Queens. I actually, I actually got to Elizabeth because of a girl. Yeah. I, uh, wow. I met a girl in, in Cali, and I asked her to dance, and she was, she was beautiful. You know, and, and, and I asked her to dance. We danced for a song. And, and, you know, she's like, oh, I'm from, I'm from the U.S. I'm from Jersey. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm from New York. And then we, and all of a sudden it happened to be that she parties where I used to party. Wow, bro. So, life is crazy. So I'm like, oh, shit. Then I asked her. We had danced that one song. And when I went to ask her again, I didn't see her anymore. Mm. And she was gone. And a year and a half later, I bumped into her at the place that we both said that we used to go to. Right. And we, you know, we became very good friends from that point on. She used to invite me to Elizabeth. Yeah. And she's like, oh, listen, you know, come and, come and meet my friends. So we came down, met, met her friends. My friends hooked up with her friends. And yeah. She, you know, it was now we're in Jersey almost every other day. Right. So then I started DJing where Mama Sushi is now. There used to be a place called El Exclusivo. And I used to DJ there. Wow. And. When I when I started there, that place went from having no customers to closing the doors at twelve o'clock because the place was ram packed. Mm. And I'm like, wait a minute, I got a following here. Yeah, I built something here, and then the opportunity, you know, came up and I ran with it and I opened my first club. Wow. Yeah. And you opened the club there where Mama Sushi was. No, across the street. Right, right. You did say that. Mama so. Sushi at that time got shut down because the building was abandoned. And the only thing that was occupied was where the nightclub was at. Yeah. Now, there was an incident that took place in another place in, in Elizabeth that some kids passed away. Yeah. And, uh, and they triggered an investigation to all the bars in Elizabeth. And obviously, the building was abandoned. But, mm -hmm. the, but the city said, listen, if you want to be downstairs, the whole building's got to be up to code. Yeah. 
So there was no, who's going to spend the money on fixing a building that's not yours? Nobody. Right. So he, the guy folded, and a few months later, I opened up across the street. Right. And, and, I, and I killed it. Of course. And in building, you know, first club and then, you know, going and doing the next things that you did was basically because in my mind, I'm trying to figure out how to word this because Elizabeth was not the same before Elizabeth you. Elizabeth was all neighbor, neighborhood bars. Yeah. Elizabeth is like, for example, you like right now, Carteret, you know, it's, it's a nice town, but neighborhood it's, it's nothing it's not you're not gonna no hugs. not a destination you don't have destination restaurants or bars. yeah you know it's a thing something that is cool for the neighborhood yeah but you're not gonna drive 30 40 minutes because this bar is there you know yeah and i guess this is the way to word it when you uh made that first club across the street did you realize the potential in elizabeth when you were doing it or oh, was yeah. it like I, I had known the potential because i was already a dj at another club right and i and i know that by midnight these places were closing the doors because you couldn't fit nobody else in it yeah like, wait a minute this this, this place could be better yeah so i went i got my own place i did it right i bought the right sound system some nice lighting for the time right and for the money that we had mm-hmm. we did the best we could with what we got and next thing you know the money's coming in but i'm i'm investing into making the place better and better and better not taking the money to go buy the sneakers and the T-shirts and yeah. the luxury cars. Nah. I, I, I had a, a, a Chevy Astro van. Yeah. That was my van, even after I had the club. And it was, you know, it was my car. And, but I was not thinking about spending money stupidly. I was thinking about growth. Right. And that's how I kept it. Yeah. That's beautiful, man. Yeah, man. And um, any saving tips for two young boys like us? Your credit. In, in investing. Your credit. Your credit is everything. You want to invest, invest in yourself first. Invest in your credit. Right. If you don't have a good credit, my brother, people will be like, you know, oh, but I got this much safe. The problem with money, your your money goes as far as what you got. Right. If you got 300000 that's all you got. Yeah. So credit and cash, you got money in, in credit, then you're untouchable. Because now now you could, now you, could, now you got 300000 that if, let's say, you borrow a million, you have to have 30%. Now the bank gives you a million, but now, you know, your 30%, it's there. But now you can open up a business. Now you got more capital to work with. Right. A lot of young kids, you know, they don't understand that. And then they're wondering, and everything they want to invest in, they think that you need to have hardcore cash to do that. No, this is the country of opportunities. You yeah. got to have a good business plan. You got to have some money saved and make sure your credit is on point. Right. But everybody wants, to, you know, everybody wants to look. First thing, big one, one of the biggest problems. People go to college. When you're when you're registering to college, what's the first thing you see? A shitload of banks trying to give you credit cards. Right. <laughs> that's that's the number one reason you people these kids they don't have no credit. Yeah. Because they actually think that they just got a two three thousand dollar credit card. That's not your money. That's borrowed no. money. And if you don't treat it right, it's gonna eat you alive. Yes. For three thousand dollars, you just fucked up your whole life. Right. Now you got to worry about paying it back, interest, and fix your credit. Right. How much is that thing going to cost you? Uh, a lot more. A shitload. A lot more. <laughs> Just because parents, teachers do not want to teach you financing. They don't. It's, 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 it's not to anybody's benefit for you to learn how to work with money. Right. It's to their benefit for you not to learn how to work with money so they could charge you interest and keep you in their fucking web. Yeah. Getting and getting money out of you. No. Wow. It ain't going to be me. Fuck Very thought provoking. When did Thank you, you. When did you learn that? That like... To like to extract yourself from like this web of like this cycle of like when when opportunities came and I would apply for loans and I wouldn't get them because my credit wasn't as strong as I needed it to be, or 
I, I was in collections because when I lost my finger, I, I didn't pay my, my medical bill. Mm-hmm. So you learn, you learn when, when you're trying to grow and, and you're, and you're being, and you're being uh, tied down to, to you can't because of this and you can't because of that. But then you start understanding their American way and it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But it makes a lot of sense when you understand it. Right. When you don't understand it, you're like, what the fuck is going on? What is all of this? Yeah. No, no. You got to understand the system. This is a country of opportunity, but you got you to understand how the opportunities work. Right. If you don't understand them, then you, you're never going to get out of it. Of course. You're still going to be part of that circle. Mm-hmm. No, you want to get out of it? You got to understand the way the system works. Yeah. They don't teach us. They, they don't, they, the minorities, we're not taught about financing. Yes. Because they don't want us to know. They want us to keep us as a nine to fives. Yep. They want to keep us that's, owing that that's money. That's modern slavery to me. It is. To me, it is. I, I'm not going to be part of that. Me too. I, I, wanna, I, wanna, I want you to work for me, but I want to teach you that one day I'm, I want you could be me mm. or better. That's what I want to teach you. Right. That's how you build cities. Yeah. You don't build city by the one person making money and everybody else starving. No, you got you to create opportunities for other people to make money. Yeah. Because what happens? Say you live in Elizabeth. And now you open up a business and you're doing fucking amazing. Right. The average person. Fuck. The, main, first, the moment I make money, I'm out of here. Why? Yeah. Elizabeth has given you everything. Build. Even, 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 the, even, even your friends, your family has given you all of that. So why not invest into that same city and make your city dope? Yeah. And make your city where everybody wants to live. I why, never why, why do we? Why do we make money and take our money somewhere else when we could keep our money there? Yeah. People, uh, they just want to get rich and run away from life. but No, they think that because you made a dollar, you're, you made it. Yeah. No. What is what is making it? Because you make it. You made a dollar. That now what? Mean, that doesn't mean you didn't made it. That doesn't mean anything. Right. So no. If you, if, I want to work with people who are willing to build. Right. That's it. And build where they're from. Not mm-hmm. take their money somewhere else. Listen, I, I could live anywhere, and I still live in Elizabeth. Yeah. Why do you think I live in Elizabeth? Because this is my home. Yeah. It's where you're comfortable. Yeah. That's where I'm. This is where everything happened for me. This is where Elizabeth gave me everything that I have today. So if I could pay it back, I'm gonna do it. Right. And. um I know somebody's probably asked you this before, but if you are open to talking about it, you know, I know you brought up losing your finger. Yeah. How did that happen, man? With a ring. Really? I was uh, perform. I had a performance coming to bar. I mean, Coco Palo Romberos. I'm sorry. I was 19 years old. We were going to have this real big artist at the time from uh, Ecuador, Pastor Lopez. I'm decorating the place and... I'm putting up a flag, and when I jumped up to put up a flag, my ring got stuck in the jump. And with my weight of my body falling down, it just ripped my finger off. Wow. So I'm like, ah. And then that's it. That was the end of it. You didn't let it get to your head or anything? <laughs> nah, it's a fucking finger. Yeah, I, finger. I mean, I guess, bro. I don't bro. have to get married anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know, they, you know? Listen, Jesus took it away. I want to listen to the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Things happen for a reason. Man. Although, right. I, I, although I adore my girlfriend. She's, yeah. she's one of a kind. She's amazing. Of course. But, um, but yeah, that's that, that's my little marriage joke. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. That's a that's a good one. And Thomas, uh, that's just kind of funny. <laughs> so, what was the rumors that you heard of my finger? Because you know what, everybody said, "Yo, I, oh my god, you told me that this it was a ring." Yo, I, I used to t- somebody used to tell me that it was, this happened or that happened. To me, so, honestly, I, I didn't was, hear what any was, rumors. What, what was your what was I, the Elizabeth rumor? I didn't hear a rumor. I my friend just told me like, "Yo, like you won't ask him." You know what I mean? I'm like, why? Like, it's a fucking you... finger. There's nothing more to it. Yeah, to yeah. me, to me, you know, the first thing I'm gonna think, oh, you're a guy with money. It was probably some. You probably got dealt with a big boss. <laughs> the first but, thing I thought was that it was on the ring finger. The same joke. You said. I'm just being honest. Like that's the first thing I'm gonna think. You know, but 
Yeah, I had no, to that's, ask. That's um. It's sensible, right? That's what happened when you're Colombian. Yeah, you're Colombian. You're a drug dealer. You're Russian. You're a, you're a mobster. You're you know what I'm or you're Italian. You're a mobster. Exactly. You're, you know you're you're Russian. You're from the KGB. You know it's like again stereotypes. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Listen, I you can't get mad. At, at at a reality that that that's what the world has created. Yeah, you know, every Colombian to the world is is a fucking drug dealer. Yeah, I'm very happy that lately we're we're being more recognized for the for the beautiful thing that the country has. Beautiful country. We got beautiful women. There's a lot of art in our country. We we have so many riches in in our country as far as natural resources and stuff like that. Yeah, this is Colombia. Colombia is a beautiful country. Yeah, and but you know it, it is it is something because of what. You know the idiots from back in the days did, and you know of course. the Pablo Escobars and all that shit. As always, you know that's always going to keep, especially young kids. You know, in the hood, that keeps them intrigued. You know, so that, it's it's better to come up with one of those stories. Now, if I was in the same, if I was in Westfield, with a missing finger, then the ring story would be just perfect. Yeah, <laughs> but because I'm in Elizabeth, they're gonna they're gonna take the story in a different direction. Right. But yeah. That's but, okay. Listen, if they're talking about you, they're talking about you. Yeah. At least that's that. what I say. And I was gonna say it also because like hate is love. Yeah. Not to mention, you know, you're a successful guy. People want to find the reason. Like, oh, he's successful because he probably did this. Yeah, but he's, you know what? No, the, 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 uh, you want those people. Those are what you exactly. Those, those are your frustrated fans. They get them yeah. talking. They oh, get everybody. Those are your else frustrated talking. fans. Listen, people have to do that because that means that if, they, if you acknowledge being a bum ass. If you acknowledge that somebody else is doing it the right way, right, then you're actually accepting that you ain't doing shit with your life, right. So you don't want to accept that. Then it's easier to say, "Oh, the reason why this guy has money is because he's doing this, this, and that." That's fine. That's ignorance. But you know he, what? He still has it. You you still you still gonna deal with that no matter what. Yeah. That's always that's always gonna be something that you're never gonna get away from because people will justify the lack of of, of work, or 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 passion. Because they know that the moment they accept it is like, okay, I'm not doing nothing with my life. Right. So they don't want that. Yeah. It's easier to say that this person did something that because, oh, that's how he did it. Mm-hmm. No. Right. That's just, just you justifying that you ain't doing shit. Yeah. That's all it is. And I, I wanted to go back a second to what you were saying about the stereotypes and everything. I think it's really a beautiful thing because, you know, we go through all these stereotypes of our people, our races, but... It starts with us the same way it started with Pablo Escobar. Uh, you have the choice to change that stereotype. Of course. You know, like now that I asked the question, oh, it's a ring. And now I'm going to go tell people if they ask me, it's a ring, bro. What the hell are you, you talking about? What? But you know what? I don't need nobody's approval. Exactly. I don't care right. the fuck what the story you believe. Yeah. At the end of the day, half of the people are talking shit about me. They're still going to Barcon and dropping off their paychecks. Right. So <laughs> at the end of the day, you think I give a fuck? Not at I all. I still shake everybody's hand. I say hi to everybody. I, listen, if people want to use ignorance with their life, then that's cool. If you want to accept that maybe this guy is doing something good and maybe I should learn from him, then that's fine too. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm an open book. I don't need, I don't need you to, I don't need your approval. Right. I'm already doing my shit. If anything, you should look at my story and maybe use that as the fuel to make you want to do something with your life. Right. I'm not. I'm not saying that you need to become me or you, or or you can be better than me. Listen, if you become better than me, great. Yeah. I'm sure, there's a lot of people that are doing much better things than I am. Right. And, and you know why? I can't hate on that. That's that's Never. what we're all here. And and if I want to become better than them, then I have to just work a little bit harder. For sure. But that doesn't mean that there's nobody giving us trophies. No. Of oh you oh you you're 20, better so you're better than this yeah no, listen. 
we all go through the same struggles. We all trying to, you know, we're all trying to make ends, you know, ends meet. Yeah. You know, we're trying to, you know, keep our businesses, you know, running full so we could keep our people employed and then being able to pass down, you know, the opportunity to the people they love. Right. You know? Or at least to make money so they could pay for their rent while they're going to school to better themselves, whatever the situation is. Mm -hmm. As long as you're moving forward and you're not stuck in the same spot, I embrace that any minute and I'll support that. And I'll support anybody that's doing that. Right. That's how we win. Of course. Of course. It can't be alone. It's got to be with somebody. Are there any um, things you do in your daily routine that you feel like contributed to where you are now? Finally exactly. got you thinking. <laughs> On a daily basis? Or I roughly? Speak to a lot of people. Like network-wise? Network. But like for an example... Um, Today, just today, there's a friend that's opening up a place in um, in the, what's that town called? Um, uh, Islin. Mm. Oh, it's by, by here, right? Yeah. Yeah. By Woodbridge. So they're opening up a place. They, you know, they they come from the trucking business. They're not really into in, into the restaurant bar business. Right. So they obviously needed some help. I went there, gave them tons of ideas. And we're like, oh man, you know how you know how can we pay you back? I'm like, I don't want nothing from you. Just want you to do good. Because if you do good, that means you're giving more opportunities to other people. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. There's enough people for everybody, man. Mm -hmm. The sun comes up and shines on all of us, right? Yeah, it's your fault if you want to be in the fucking shadow. Right. Just walk out of it. All you need to do is just step out. Yeah. If you don't step out, then you're gonna be in the shadow. Mm -hmm. But you got to make that effort. You got to make that move. The sun comes out every day. Of course, right. You just got to go and get it. Everybody we got, all the, got same the same twenty-four yeah, hours. <laughs> we all got the same time. We all got the same time. We all got the same minutes, same seconds. Whatever you do with them, that's what changes your life, or it doesn't. Right. I choose to take my time, spend it wisely, mm -hmm. and if I could help out people and at the same time help them, then in, that's how we all grow. Yeah. Uh, listen, I've helped people out in the past that they've been like, you know what? We want to bring you in as a partner. Because mm -hmm. I love, you know, if it wasn't for you, we would have never done this. You know? Yeah. And again, my 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 head is is an op is it's it's um it's like it's like a crash course for any type of business. You know, yeah. you, could, you could walk in to be like, Eddie, I got this, and I could tell you, all right, do this, da, 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 and you do those steps, and actually, you know, you turn your place around. Right. That makes me happy. Yeah, for sure. You know, that to me, to me, that's my type of happiness. I was going on vacation is my that. type of happiness. Enjoying other, enjoying enjoying people succeeding is happiness to me. Yeah, people think that my happiness is you know doing this and doing that. No, my 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 happiness is seeing other people succeed. Yeah, because I have a real dream, and my real dream is to you know to change a city. Yeah, and how do you change a city by changing the people in it? Right, by giving opportunities to the people in it, mm -hmm. not by just making it for yourself. If I'm the only one that made money and everybody else is still starving, then I'm not really a winner. Not at all. Nah. Wow. You don't win like that. Yeah. What does a normal day in the life like consist for you? Brother, I, I wake up and uh and I don't know what my day ends up like. You just you know, let it go. Yeah. It's like my day is like meetings after meetings after meetings, whether it's you know, looking into a business opportunity or helping a friend out or just uh filing paperwork for, for projects that I got coming up or just home watching TV. With, like, your family or just by yourself? No, by myself. You think it's important to do that every now and then? Like, just sit home and... Yeah. Uh, listen, I've been out... Like, right now, I'm into the show called New Amsterdam, and I 
fucking love it. Really? You know, that show, I identify myself a lot with the guy because Max, which is the main guy the, the, on, on the show, you know, his character, he's the big boss of a hospital. Yeah. But he's the type that he'll make sure that everybody else is good before he cares about himself. Right. But the, but he's such a great solver, problem solver. Yeah. Like, he, you could come to him with the hardest, difficult problem, and he'll figure out a way to find a solution for that. Right. And I identify myself. Obviously, I'm not a doctor, and this yeah. is a whole different have to field. Be. But the human side of it is very normal. It's very, it's more like how I feel, you know? Yeah. So I identify a lot with this show, so that's why I've been so addicted to it. You, yeah. said, you said you relate the fact that, like, he always makes sure that other people are okay before you do. Do you feel like that's that that could like hurt you sometimes? Because you're so nice and so helpful. It it is, but you know what? It's God, man. Yeah, it's all meant for yeah, something. You're, you're, you know, and your it, heart's it, in the right place when you're doing it. You know. Listen, I have gotten betrayed many times too, and you know what? But I always sit down and say, okay, yeah, screw me over. But where is he now? And where am I? Yeah, I'm, it's like day and night. My life is set, and you're still trying to figure it out. And at the end of the day, I think uh, I'm not a loser at that point. I think I won. Yeah. Because if I'm still standing while you're trying to handicap me, then you're, you're pretty much putting yourself out, not me. Yeah. Because once I, once, once I figure you out and I no longer help you, then good luck somebody finding somebody else who will help you. Because now you're not screwing me. Now you're screwing yourself over. Right. Because there's a network here, too. And my network is no longer going to be your network. And right. everybody eventually will find out of the shit you pulled off and they're not going to want to mess with you. Yeah. I'm, I didn't tell you to make the bad decision. You did it, not me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's part of my life every day, man. It's, there's good and there's bad, but you got to learn how to move with it. Right. That's it. And um, do you feel like there's any parts of you? From the vibe that you're given, I get you're not much one to stick on a negative vibe, but do you think there's anything about you that you're currently trying to fix about yourself? I got to focus more on, on, on eating better. <laughs> like your health? Yeah. Like, yeah, just eating better. Like, look, this is the, this, at this time I still haven't had, well, I had two empa- three empanadas earlier today. That was my breakfast. That's been my dinner. I Cheese haven't eaten nothing else. Beef? Huh? Beef empanadas? Yeah. No. Colombian empanadas. You know, you can't. Yeah, go, I might man. get some after. <laughs> yo. Man. You know how it is. I'm saying. Columbiaville, man. You know how yeah. it is on Morris Avenue. Of course. So, yeah. Wait, no, where, where do you go for your empanadas? Every there's day, a few it? spots. There's a few spots. Ah, yeah. I, I like. Um, I really like the ones from La Casa del Pan. Yeah. Okay. I like the ones from La Brisas. My my boy Albedo, I think one of the hardest working guys that I know, and on, on in the in the in the bakery business. And then I also like the guys from La Cantera. So they're all three very different, but depending on what mood I'm in that day, then that's the one I'll get. Yeah. yeah. Right. And before before we cut you off, you were talking about eating different and. Well, listen, one of the main things is like, obviously, I need to I need to be more, more cautious of what, you know, I, I put in my body because, you know, it's your your body. That's all you got. Yeah. And it's like the older you get, the more it is like your mind's telling you, you well, got to do this. <laughs> it's, listen, it's no different than a brand new car. It, you know, the chance of a brand new car breaking down is slim to none. But yeah, as, as you get older, um, it changes. You know? Right. That, that brand new car that was. You know, never giving you a headache. Now, all of a sudden, the engine light goes on. Mm-hmm. And you have to figure that shit out. So, yeah, it all starts. It all starts as how you take care. Of, you, look, your body's your temple. You don't take care of your temple. You're not taking care of anything. Right. 
So that's what I would change. That and it's not it. like something you could just buy overnight. It takes no, time. It takes time. It, yeah. it takes a lot of getting used to. You know, you get used to, you know, eating your steaks and stuff like that. And next thing you know, your doctor's telling you, hey, listen, you got to cut that down a little bit. You should eat a little bit more of that. But wait, I don't eat that kind of stuff. Yeah. So you got to kind of figure it out. And you got to make sacrifices. At the end of the yeah. day, we we have to take care of our temple. Of course. That's all we got. That's yeah. the one thing we, you know, that's the one thing we got. And that's the one thing that's going to stay with us to our last day. Yeah. And if you don't take care of it, then the chances are you won't be around for a long time. Right. Yeah. And um, making better health choices. Now that we're on the topic of fixing things, do you think that or is there anything about one of your main establish, establishments that you're working on changing? We're always changing. Listen, right. The, it's like if you're not changing, like let's say I was running my place the way I was running Coco Bongo 20 years ago, right? Um, right. Or 16 years ago, 18 years ago. Yeah. It's very different because times change. Music change. It's crazy. Patterns change. Mm -hmm. Social media changed the game. Before, you know, you had to go in and put out flyers and all that stuff. Now you got social media. Now you got a lot of digital um, ways to get to people and, and information. But what does change a lot is, you know, the youth. You right. Know, how, um, you know, like the new 21s, those are my, that's my target market because they're the ones who are reckless, who are young. And they're not really trying to build anything. They start worrying about building. It's more when they get to like the 27s, the 28s. That's when they start building. So one of the mistakes that a lot of people do is that they don't understand their target audience. Right. So when you don't understand your target audience and you're getting older and you're thinking that your people are your customers, that's when you, that's when you fail. Because the reason why you're still there is because that's your business. But wow. the people who are into other fields, they're already past that. Now they're enjoying a, an amazing dinner at a good restaurant. Yeah. You know, with a good conversation with a few of their friends. Some, a, a few of those people already get married. Now they, now they, now they have a, a toddler at home that they have, still have to go home to. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, everything changes. So if we don't change with the times, then we're going to be left behind. Of course. And that's how we have to be able to do. We have to learn how to adjust to the new times and, and change. Yeah. And you show that you pay attention to the audience because what you said still has me thinking about how... 20, we're 21, by the way. How 21-year-olds have, like, no nothing, no thought of anything till like, 27. They start yep. thinking about it. Yep. And I think about some of my friends and everything like that. Some of my friends that go to barcode. <laughs> and it's crazy to think about, man. That's something else. And, and, and I bet you that seven years from now, your friends will be at other types of businesses. They're yeah. looking into a restaurant. They're not into that crowded places no more. Now they want right. to be in a nice table with, you know, with two or three friends that are, you know, are in the same level ment mentally yeah. and, and business-wise. And then they also want to meet the girls that are, you know, already w half with their life set yeah. know, or thinking in the right direction. That's another thing, too. Nowadays, everybody, everybody, everybody wants that quick fix. It yeah. doesn't exist, man. There's nothing, there's nothing, nothing big or great is ever going to happen by doing it fast. Right. You know, or, or with no effort. The good things take time. The good things require dedication requires excellence rome wasn't built in a day yeah well exactly neil was right. the world right so <laughs> if, and and imagine and that was god and it took him seven days what is your family and like your i know your mom is really important to you i saw on your instagram you posted her what do they think about and react to where you are today my family's very proud um yeah obviously you, I, I mentioned to you you know low income welfare um 
the, the system is obviously designed to not to keep people like that in the system. And I chose to say, fuck it. I want nothing to do with it. Oh, you're not going to have no health insurance. Yeah, I don't want it. Right. I want to work for it. Mm-hmm. And I did. And that's it. My, yeah. my family, um, they're very proud of what I do. Um, how much have I, I've accomplished. You know, one of the one of the funniest moments of my life was when I used to apply, I remember I used to apply for bank loans for one project or the other. Mm-hmm. And I was stupid. I, I didn't understand the, 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 the way how banks think. Yeah. And... You know, it's great when you're getting denied by banks, but all of a sudden now they're paying you rent. Right. You know, like the bank pays me rent. Satisfying. You know, a bank that wouldn't, you know, banks wouldn't even look at me. Now they're paying me rent. Right. You know, that's something, you know, now I'm buying, now I'm buying another bank property. So it's like. It's beautiful. It's like, it's, it's great because it's this, I can't say a kid because I'm already 45 years old, (laughs) but I still consider me like. Kid at heart. like, Like the kid at heart, you know, that. You know, banks wouldn't even look at you. You now, now they're now they're begging to do business with you. Yeah, the kid in you is laughing like, ha, yeah, like, yeah. Remember, the, remember this. Yeah. Now watch me now. That's how it's good to be because you know people, people in their societal norms it make you makes you feel like you can't be happy. You see, you see an old person that's not happy, and they're like, you'll get it one day. But why do I ever got to get what you're going through? You know, why can't I be as happy as I am now? Because. People don't like to. People don't like to know that misery is. They're the only ones with it. Yeah. They want everybody else to have it. Right. You know, it's um, it's just part of life, man. Right. Listen, if you're not ready for people like that in life, then you're gonna have a hard time in life. Of course. Because those people are by the tons. Definitely. For for every one of you, there's a thousand that didn't do shit. Yeah. So are you gonna live your life? Worrying about the thousand people that didn't do shit. Can't even no, give them energy. Can't get mad at that. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. God, I love you too. Right. And um, what something I really wanted to ask, being that you're from Queens, we're actually both, we were bo- both born in New York. I was oh, yeah. born in the Bronx. Uh-huh. He was born in a hickey dickery yeah. town. <laughs> <laughs> but... Do you, because we know you love Elizabeth, do you have that same love for New York? Do you go there every once in a while? Actually, I do not go to New York. Um, I probably wouldn't recognize half of the people that are that are living there, but I, I, I'm very, I have a lot of love for Queens. For sure. Because Queens taught me the streets. Yeah. But it taught me everything I shouldn't want to want to know from the streets, you know? Yeah. And then it's like you apply the positive side of it mm-hmm. into what you do. Because, listen, let's be realistic. And, and you're always going to have somebody try to hustle you for something. Right. But when you're, when, when you're from the same streets, how can, you, how can you bullshit a bullshitter? Like, you can't, you can't bullshit me. Are you serious? Right. So, you know, when you come from that, you learn all that stuff. And, yeah. And you learn how to let it slide and, and just come on. Like, yeah, yeah, all right, cool, whatever. Sides so YB, yeah. I'm, I'm, Queens, to me, would always be in my heart. Right. Um, again, I'm very, I'm very happy that I was able to come to Elizabeth. But I'm more happy that I was able to leave Queens to follow a dream. And a few of my friends, you know, followed. And, you know, now they have their business as well. Yeah. But it's good. You know, it's good to move forward, man. Like always. You know, you can't, you know, you, you got to I take I take Queens as a lesson. Definitely. That I that I that gave me that gave me the life that I have today. And, and but I moved on and that's it. Right. 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 I don't see myself ever living in Queens again. No, yeah. But I'm very grateful for Queens. I love Queens. Um, shit, the parties that I used to do over there, the events that I would do over there. That was, was the start. 
Oh, yeah. If it wasn't for Queens, I wouldn't even be here either. Of course that, not. Because that was the beginning to everything that I where I'm at today. Yeah, that's life, man. You got to be thankful for it all. Yeah, you man. Gotta be thankful for it all. Not for sure. Uh, okay, I'm asked like two more questions and then we'll wrap it up because I know you got to go. So one of them was, what's it? Well, I know because you have an older son and yeah. you were on FaceTime with your younger son. What was it like when you had your first son when you were still yourself a young man but creating this like empire? How how did you balance that? That's the problem. I really didn't balance it. Did you wow. feel like you learned that and now you apply that? I feel, I feel that, um, well, you have to understand one thing, too. I was, I've always been an active father, but when you are 18, 19 years old, 20 years old, you're still finding yourself as a young man. Right. And now you have money. And now you got a business and you and you know and you're putting all this energy into it. Well, you can't be two places at one time. Right. And obviously my kid was growing, he was very young, and I wasn't able to dedicate as much time as I wanted to. But we did spend a lot of time. What changes everything today versus the days back in the days? Like for example, you talk, you asked me about Gabriel because you see so much of Gabriel, right? Right. But there's a problem. When when Brian was Gabriel's age, there was no social media. Yeah, there was no, there was no. I'm gonna take a picture with my kid and post it. There was no face for the world to see. Yeah, and then the world like, oh wait a minute, but I didn't know you had another son. Well, because when I was living those moments with my kid, I only have physical pictures, and that's when I had a physical camera to take a picture in. Now we all have cameras, so we could all graph moments like this. Back then, you didn't have that. So a lot of kids that are in the in the in their mid twenties or or, or late 20s, they probably feel left out, but it's because those memories do not exist, and they do exist is on physical paper, not on digital world. Yeah. Versus now, I, I could go on my phone and have 20,000 pictures just with one kid, with my son, with Gabriel. Right. You know, but again, but my son is my little boy. I got to treat my oldest as, a, as an adult now. Right. I cannot treat you as a kid anymore. Yeah. If I treat you as a kid, I'm hurting you. That's I gotta, very true. I got I to gotta teach you about life. I cannot teach you about a wet dream. Mm-hmm. Wet dreams are for kids. You all have to teach you about life. So I yeah. can't be that nice, soft father with you. I'm going to be that. I'm going to be a man with you because I'm going to teach you how to be a man. Because if someday something happens to me, guess what? Taking over. Home. Yeah. You can't be a little, a little bitch when, when, when you're dealing with, with, with staff and they're trying to go over your head. No, right. You got to be a man. Be like, no, 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 no. This is going to be like this. Yeah. So it's different. The type of love that I give my youngest is not the same type of love that I give my oldest. Doesn't mean that I I love them any differently. Right. It's Still just that sons. I have to. I have, we have to understand that it is two different age brackets, and the little one cannot be taught life yet. Yeah. Because he still has to be long. How he has to learn how to be a good young boy. Yeah. And respect, you know, his parents, his mom. You know, if your mom speaks to you, yes, ma'am. If your father speaks to him, yes, dad. Yes, sir. Right. Not nah, what. What? What? Nah. Yeah. Nah, that doesn't work with me. Right. Nah. You speak to me, I talk to you, is yes, dad, no, dad. Right. That's it. I don't want to hear anything else. Nice. Love that. You have to. Mm-hmm. If your kids don't respect you, then who will? Right. And inversely, if you don't teach your kids to respect, then, you know, if they can't respect their dad, then who can they respect? Well, look at it like this. They are going to get older. They are going to have a wife. Yeah. And... I want them to treat their significant other like that person is 
their significant other. Like they care about. That's them, a yeah. person from the street, right? You know, you can't have a have a woman in, in in your life and expect her to be the best woman in your life, or you treat her like shit. Right. You can't do that. You gotta no. speak to her the right way. Agreed. You know, it's all about. Imagine if you speak to your son's mom like shit. Can't be mad at him. What do you expect your son to talk to the mom afterwards? Right. They're gonna feel it's okay that you could speak to her like she was garbage, and it's and it's okay because you do it. Then why shouldn't I do it? Then goes on the oh. cycle, and then it becomes now it becomes part of the next cycle. So now that young kid becomes to grow up to be a piece of shit. Yeah. Now he's hitting his mom. He's hitting his wife, mm-hmm. and that's where violence come in. And then that's how you have more crooked kids. Right. Because now your kid is watching all that violence at home, and all of a sudden, well, if he did it. Then, it, then it's okay. Right. No, it's not okay. Yeah. It's not okay. It's not okay to be violent at home. It's not okay to speak to anybody in a bad way. It's not okay to take your frustration on the people who love you. Mm-hmm. That's not okay. Not at all. So if I'm going to teach something, I'm going to teach them to be that, to be a man. Yes, sir. Not a, not a disrespectful little brat. It ain't going to be that. Right. Wow. I could ask so many more questions, but... Yeah, the last one. Yeah, last one. <laughs> I'm gonna end it on a business note. Um, what's the hardest part of running a business in the industry you're in? Staffing, like finding staff or finding ma- staff and finding people with passion. Mm-hmm. Look, or people with ego sometimes. Or? Well, uh, no. always. Oh, let's say fuck your ego. If yeah, you got an ego. The, the, that shit walks in the door. Trust me, it's either gonna walk out or you're walking out with it. I'm not dealing with it. Yeah. So, but one of the hardest things is finding staff that would would treat your business like if it was their own right and if somebody could do that without you even offering them anything as a as an incentive then you know you have somebody that you could definitely build with in the future it's genuine because the person didn't do it with the interest of something that they were waiting for in return they did it because they know it was the right thing to do when you find people that are willing to do the right thing don't let them go right work with them and and build with them because when you decide to retire, those are going to be the ones giving you your, your check on a weekly basis while you ain't doing shit. Right. But now they're making money and you're making money. Why not? We all win. Exactly. That's a, I think that's a great note to end it off. Yeah. And with that being said, we're thankful you came again. We'll say anytime, it as much time. Anytime, guys. I'm here. You know, anytime I could give anybody any advice that's going to help you uh, take, whether it's business, whether it's, you know, family or whether it's just open your minds to other opportunities, yeah. you always count me in. Man. Of course. That's, Thank that's, you. That's why I am. If I could get you guys to become millionaires and you invest in my own city and our city, yeah. then that's how we change the city. Oh, trust me. We'll, we'll be there in a couple years. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Believe about, it. It's all about your mindset. If you've got the right mindset, yeah. brother, you will, you will win. That's for sure. Thank you so much. We've had a good talk with you. Till, till next time, thank you for stepping into the break room. Thank you.